Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. It's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> it's not again. Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left one. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Side by Side Playoff Edition. We are coming to you just a couple of days before the Sounders head down to Texas for leg two of a possible best of three series um, when they face FC Dallas. The Sounders taking care of business in game one, 2 0 win on Monday night. Goals from Albert Rusnak from the penalty spot and then Jordan Morris with a header from the great assist by Nuhu. The Sounders doing what we all three predicted 2 0. I forgot about that. Two Steve. Nil, I thought about it. Two nil, two nil. We said two nil, right? Sorry, yeah. I'm not two close nil. to the mic. But two nil. <laughs> with that said, <laughs> you're getting picked up. You're good. W- with that said, should have been two nil down. Yeah, very easily. What happened? Easily. What? I mean, uh, he's a much better player than he showed in those moments. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that he missed both of those. The second one, especially. The second one. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't go near post on the second. <laughs> He, he both times he tried to go right down the middle. He yeah. tried to do the inside foot on Steph. Yeah, on Steph, where it goes up and over his yep. shoulder and. Uh, it blew my mind that he missed those two. And the Sounders praying to the That's soccer it. gods yeah. at that yeah. point that it, you almost thought, okay, they missed those two. There's no way that Dallas comes out of here winning no. this game. He, I, I couldn't no believe way. it. It was, it was, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But the Sounders obviously settled into the game, um, getting the win 2-0. Did it go as you expected the game? Yeah, I, pretty I didn't, much. We didn't expect Dallas to come in and really play the Sounders out of the game. Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't. It was two mistakes uh, that the Sounders had a couple turnovers in the back yeah. uh, from playing a little bit too slow, a little bit too complacent. And I don't care if you're playing the worst team yeah. in the league. If it's a playoff, it, everything goes out the window. Yeah. right? Same thing when you play Portland at home and they have a losing season. And then all of a sudden they come on here, here and the, you're under pressure, 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 pressure. And you think that you can just – the Sounders methodically can play out of the back and, and play that the way. But there's another level in the playoffs and they almost got bit twice. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I liked, actually, that Dallas came to play a little bit. They you did. Know, they, they did come they, to play. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Um, yeah. But I did think that, you know, the Sounders got a little bit stretched at times. And um, that gap in the middle of midfield was mm. was just too big. And that's a, that's a product of Yamar and, and yeah. Reagan just have to get that lineup. Yeah. Because, and I talked to JP after the game. And he was like, man, they were fast, fast. So it's a really athletic team. So mm. I think the Sounders are really concerned about being beat behind. Okay. But you give up so much space in the midfield, you're probably actually doing more running yeah. at that point. And you almost got caught two or three times with that giant gap yeah. um, that we were trying to play through. Got a couple turnovers, JP on the one, and then yeah. a couple bad back passes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I think the answer is yes. I mean, Schmetz, it's one thing to bench Nico and Raul in the regular season. He yeah. did it in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think it paid off. I mean, the guys who... You know, Russ Knight came in, got a penalty, obviously. I've had another decent game. I think, you know, Leo Chu continues to justify maybe why he's should be there. And of course, Jordan Morris playing through the middle, scoring the goal as well. Um, it is job done. And we saw that every home team won except um, St. Louis, who lost to Kansas at home. Sounders 19 shot attempts, six on target, you know, almost 60% of the ball, all good. How much of a different game do you think we'll see on Saturday night? Well, I, I forget what the stat... I wish I had that sheet with me when we were talking about uh, Dallas's home record yeah they had only lost three games since Mm. last year up until may of this year at home and i think they only lost three total this year also at home so a really really good team at home yeah um 
And they've actually gotten a pretty decent crowd this year. I don't know what they've been doing different. They've obviously been pretty good. They haven't been yeah. amazing. But that um, that stadium's been crowded. I'm, I'm assuming it'll be packed. They'll do everything they can. Sell, you know, $5 tickets to all the youth teams. Give yeah. them all out just to pack the stadium. And it's a difficult place to play. But the weather's going to be perfect. Normally, you go to Dallas. It's 95 yeah, it's degrees. It's hot. It's going to be nice now. Uh, which is which is good for the Sounders. It'll be a cool night in Dallas. There's really no excuse for the Sounders to go in and, and not get a result. I mean, Dallas is going to have to come out and go, and they're going to fly and press. But Velasco torn ACL. He's well, got yeah, surgery yeah. In, in a couple days. That's Yikes. a huge loss for them. Yeah. And then you try and replace that. him with a with a youngster, you know, a homegrown kid who's you know he's an okay player. Yeah. But you have to move a couple pieces now and get really tactically uh, savvy yeah. for them. And yeah. I don't know if you can beat the Sounders. No. Without Velasco, it's a big loss, and you just, it just, you, you hate to see that, especially at this yeah. stage of the season. Somebody to go down like that, such a top player as well. You no, know, so I have that pregame yeah. insight, okay. insight, Brad. Okay, yeah. so I think this is the one you were talking about. FC Dallas was unbeaten in four straight away matches in all competitions, including winning four-one at Galaxy on Decision Day. They hadn't won any consecutive away matches in all competitions in over five years. They're on like a crazy run in terms of like. Um, mm. away games and they only have three losses at home three losses at home three losses it's, it's three still going to be home. a tough game um it's, i don't know not lineup i don't think lineup should change approach you know we talk about going on the road we would sit with ziggy sometimes he'd be like okay our line of confrontation is going to be top of the circle we play always a little mm-hmm. bit deeper and let teams come onto you but keeping in mind that away goals don't carry it doesn't matter it's not aggregate there's no draws you have to try to get that 90 minutes or you're risking penalties um I wonder what Schmetz and Prekin, they're sitting there now. What they're thinking? How should we approach this? I mean, you go and just play as a one-off game, just try to beat them. Or you sort of ask Dallas to come out at you and then maybe play more in transition. There's a couple ways you can approach this game. Well, I, I don't think it's one or the other. Mm. I think it's got to be a combination of both. I think the Sounders have to be willing to stretch FC Dallas. You cannot just be a possession-based team no. in this game. I don't think that's going to get the Sounders anywhere. I think possession with a purpose, yes. But... You have to be willing at times, and, and the guys all have to be willing, too, to, to stretch the defense. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it's all about where you are on the field and having control over that. It's one thing to have possession and to be sitting back in your, in your own final third and connecting passes and you know trying to play out of pressure. Yeah. It's another thing to stretch a defense and to have a lot of your possession be in the opponent's half. Those are two big differences for me. Yeah. And if the Sounders can do that, establish possession in the opponent's half, that's going to be the winner of this game. Um, and you saw Preki, especially in the second half, he was up on the bench or up off the bench multiple times saying, guys, calm down. Yeah. You could see his hands and then you could see him do this thing with his hands, right? Just connect, yeah. connect, connect. Because yeah. the Sounders know that when we do connect, you can break any team down and especially this Dallas team. I don't think they provide anything that is uh, worthy of fantastic defense. Anyone out there that anyone in the crowd has said, wow, that, that guy's amazing. Um, They're just a really good solid team that play a good brand of brand of soccer. Uh, But I think, yes, it it is. You can't just throw everything against the wall and say, we got to score in the first minute. No, that's not this game. You can let them come in waves, but you also don't want to be defending for 90 minutes that's yeah. worst case scenario yeah. to be under pressure so the sounders do have to play attacking soccer because it is not in our dna to sit back and just absorb pressure yeah. and have two super fast guys up top like a clinton oba you just give them the ball and they do the business that is not the sounders of of, of this day and age yeah. it is a full team right now there are no superstars on our team yeah are there that are, that are starting at this point no no it's very much a team effort yeah i agree with that um i, I agree with your point as well the personnel but the sounders you know we've i think with leo 
Jordan, even Christian, do have the getting behind abilities. For sure. But they got the motor. Yeah, with Ross Nike and JP and these guys, you can keep the ball. Um, the only area where I was I wasn't sure Schmetz was gonna be a tense show and Obed. And I think he's just going for attention for the physicality. Yep. I think it's playoffs. You need tackles, you need height, you need phys- yep. so I think that's where Obed's missing out. I don't think Attention did anything wrong to lose his place. So no. I think he stays. Now we did see Dallas, I've got it up on my phone. Um I'm over a month ago, without Velasco, we did play them in Dallas. That game was 1-1. And if you l- think back to that game, I mean, Dallas didn't do much. It was only two shots on goal, seven overall. Sounders had three shots on goal, nine overall. Possession was pretty much 50-50. It was a pretty evenish game, and the Sounders really grew into that game. The one difference of that game was that Ladero and Vargas were playing, um, Leo, and Raul also started. Reed was Baker, a too. very different... Yeah. Was, did Reed start that and game? And Reed started left back as well. Yeah. So it was a very different Sounders mm-hmm. team. I think the team we have now is much stronger. Built to play away The win in St. Louis, the win against Dallas, yeah. the momentum's building. It looks very solid, top to bottom. Don't concede many goals or many chances. So I do agree with you that it's a team that Dallas will struggle to beat, and yeah. especially um, without um, Velasco, it becomes a much tougher ask for them. Um, any areas of concern from Monday or not really? Like you talk about the two chances they got was trying to play to Jao Paulo. One was trying to play, I think, into maybe a Tensio, yeah. and they got caught out both times. The overplaying part, any concerns or was those just kind of two yeah, mistakes? Yeah, I, I think those are the mistakes that they'll watch on video and be like, okay, yeah. if it's a square ball from... Alex plays a square ball mm-hmm. into Atencio or JP away from home. Just it's a first it. time. Yeah. You saw. You know who did that? Hook Amazing. Space. Yeah. Every time, Kyle Beckerman. Yeah. First time, just into first space. time. Yeah. Every single yeah. time, if he felt any pressure and it was a square ball, yeah. he's just pinging it up over the top, yeah. and then we put them in behind and we reset. We put them under pressure. We make them make a mistake, and Dallas yeah. will do that. They're they're not going to get a ball played in behind. Those center backs can't trap the ball, yeah. play out of the back. Super. They have the ability, yes, but I think with Jordan chasing. I think with Christian applying pressure, I think with Leo Chu applying pressure, just turn them around if you get into danger, right? A square ball is a scare ball, right? I had to say it at practice yesterday to to the (laughs) girls. You play a ball across your own six, you're going to get punished. Anywhere on the field, and a square ball is not wide, wide open, you are Mm -hmm. setting yourself up for disaster. I would would never, I would always try not to play square balls in the middle of the pitch because I knew that if it wasn't perfect or if my teammate didn't make the right decision in that time i'm now making a 70 yard run backwards right yeah. so i'm telling him hey first time ping and i think you'll see that away from home as jp gets it because what happened was ball got played out wide atencio came across he then played it back to alex alex tried to play another square mm-hmm. ball to jp and now it's two square yeah, balls and, and any any square ball what are we told as defenders step yeah step steps so you're taking inches feet yeah. yards and then all of a sudden everyone's under pressure in the back line because that is your cue as a defending team to go apply pressure apply pressure right anytime yeah. you don't break lines you have to apply pressure so it's a, a square ball or a ball backwards is where we step yeah no i think it's a great point i think if dallas was willing to step a little bit aggressive away from home at zero zero now a game down um, you've got to think they'll press a bit more um, around the league a bit more. So some of the, I mean, some, some of the results here, we saw the best of free format, what kind of games we're going to see. Um, Philly beat New England 3-1. LFC Vancouver beat them 5-2. Um, Houston won at home. Cincinnati won at home. As we said, it's only St. Louis lost at home so far. Orlando won at home. The Sounders won at home. Columbus, Columbus won at home. Yeah. So all the home teams seem to be getting it done. And we're sitting here pretty confident that we're going to do what Kansas did and then break that trend and go away and win. I have a good stat for that, yeah. actually. So and this goes back to Brad's initial point about home games versus away games, et cetera. Yeah. So 
Where is it? Oh, yeah. Dallas are looking to extend a six-match home unbeaten streak. So they have a six-match home unbeaten streak, but five draws. Yeah. In a row, Five draws in a row, which you they, the last thing that they are going to want is a draw at the yeah. end. Yeah, and yeah, the Sounders are... We actually have a six-match away unbeaten streak going right now. Three wins, three draws. Been in good form. Yeah, quietly so been in good form, yeah. We could yeah. break the home team always winning streak, just saying. I, I, I do think so as well. Um... I would say, though, <clears throat> the way that the season played out, each of the home games were the better teams. Yes. yes. Except for uh, St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, St. Louis's form in the last you know month, yeah. month and a half of the season, not great, obviously. They went off, off and running, and they looked like they were – and the Sounders are only three points behind them, yeah. chasing them for first place. So I think it, I think it was deserved – and that's why you have playoffs and, and things yeah. are playing out as they should. Now, Schmetzer's road warrior mentality. Does that prevail in this one? It should when you're playing a two versus um, seven. Yeah. Right? It should at yeah. the end of the day. But, you know. What, what is it? Just oh, not this game specifically, and maybe not even our sport. And we've probably discussed it before. What, why is it so hard to win away from home? Why? Because it's the same game. You still, if you've got better players, you've got better players. It is what it is. Um, but every team usually has a better home record than away record. What, like, I'm, is it travel? Is it you're not in your own bed? I think there's been so many studies on into this and nobody can quite figure it out. Yeah. I don't think any, I, feel, I, don't, I don't think Man City is as good away from home as they are at home. No team in the world is exactly. So that's where I get a little bit nervous just from no matter how good we play, there's just something where home teams win, but I've never figured out why. I never personally felt different. Or well, sometimes, yes, you could feel it if you're in Colorado or, you know, Salt Lake a bit. Yeah, there, there were some factors in there, but in general, there's such a, especially in MLS, there's such a massive swing from how you are at home to going on the road. It's yeah. just so tough to win on the road in MLS. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see compared to other leagues that have less yeah. travel, shorter travel, if they have better away records. But also there's so much parity in this league that's yeah. more than any other league in the world. And I remember when, you know, when I was still playing, this is probably mm. six or seven years ago, you go into the preseason meetings with, the, with MLS, the gambling, everything, and they were saying that MLS is one of the most bet on leagues in the world. Yeah. Because no one can figure it you out. Don't There's know. so That's much parity. That's actually hilarious. You don't and, know. I mean, it's a credit to, you <laughs> That's know, amazing. We, we talk yeah. about salary cap and should it yeah. be open, should da 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 da. But then you don't get the parity. Yeah. Uh, and then you get what is more akin to the rest of the world where you have the same teams winning over and over and yeah. over again. But I, I do think that because of the salary cap, the way that teams spend, you, ha you are forced to spend in a certain way. And so. Whether you believe it or not, there are some bad teams that have bad seasons. Yep. But the teams that make the playoffs are still pretty good. Yes. At the end of the day, and you're you're talking about a team in in Dallas now also that is a difficult place to play. Every time I went there, I hated the field. Tough, yeah. The field was really hard. Yeah. And you're coming from turf, and you're coming from Seattle grass that's nice and soft. It's yeah. perfectly manicured at Starfire. Yeah. And then you got to go to a stadium where they play football. Yeah. They spray paint it green. The crowd <laughs> is you know not really into it. Yeah. And there's something to be said about sleeping in your own bed mm -hmm. and and that routine. And I don't know, when you talk about playing in the stadium, do you get a feeling right now? What, 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 if I say Lumen Field, CenturyLink, right. whatever it is, what, what do you think? Yeah, you think of the fans, the atmosphere. You, you kind of get that buzz, right? Start, okay, yeah. if I say, think yeah, about, yeah, no. I don't know, playing in... New England back in the yeah, day. Yeah, New England, sure. Yeah, no, New England I, I or, or Columbus back in the day. That was always a big part of it for me, so I agree. Because it's true, when you did go and play in Portland... 
you still felt yeah, those you same felt butterflies because yeah. you knew the fans were going to show up. Um, yeah. a, a few stadiums were like that, but yeah. So yeah, it's tough I, to I think out there why, was an yeah. article that was the home team, and it's psychological would uh. get more of the calls from the referee. Oh, that's true. That's one hundred percent true in, in every sport. Every sport. And you would think last uh, yes, two nights yeah. ago, did you watch the Sun Spurs? Yes. And Kevin Durant at the end gets yeah, the ball, yeah, and yeah, you'd think yeah. he gets swiped across the face. KD gets that call cool. yeah. any day of the week. It's yeah. in Phoenix, yeah. and even you know he's talking about it after a game. Chuck yeah. and and Shaq are talking. How did he not no, get that call? That's a great point, right? And because, I think there's yeah. just being at home. You get even the refs feel the pressure of okay, I'm in Phoenix. Whether it's subconscious mm. or not, this is the home team. This is you know what I mean. That's so crazy. On Sunday, Man City got a penalty at Old Trafford. Haaland scored it. It was their first penalty at Old Trafford in 30 years. Stop 30 years. it. 30 years yeah. since 1993. Dude, and given how many PKs are given and in how Premier League, that's attacking crazy. You think someone's been fouled in a yeah, box in the box? Once. 30 years. So that, I mean, they definitely the have been yeah. fouled in the box. They just oh, hasn't been called. <laughs> so, oh, Trevor, no, that's a great, great point. So, Sounders winning 2-0. Um, any other results stick out for you? Obviously, Kansas we spoke about. And, I mean, they, they were not a good start of the season. They've gone there and they've won 4-1. I mean, a bit surprised with Columbus uh, 2-0 against yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I think that was – I expected more from, from Gonzo mm. there to, to get a result there. I think they have a good team. But, yeah. um, you know, Columbus uh, – Kujo Hernandez is just... He's on fire. Yeah. He's on fire. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Columbus is, is playing well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I expected home teams. I didn't expect Red Bull to get shellacked either. No, and I, I even think 5-2 LAFC Vancouver was surprised. Yeah, LAFC yeah. Was, a, was a surprise yeah, five, as well. Two. But so I, I could see Vancouver winning that game in that's Vancouver. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah so that, like, that one's a bit, a bit of a toss-up there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think too much is crazy. But if okay, did you watch the game? The Sounders full game? Yes. Did, who did you think was player of the match? Because I I chose Steph after the match, but yeah. the more I thought about it, uh, I have a different player of the game. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. Think about it. That's a tough one. I don't think there was any one super standout performance. I can see why you chose Steph. There's always a safe bet like a JP. I'll, I'll probably go Christian. I think Christian was pretty good. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I would change it to New Who. The more mm. I think about that game and mm. what. He did, he did a he, good game. Nothing, there. nothing down On his his side, huh? his side. Which is a luxury. We don't talk about it enough. No one beats him. I yeah. mean, and the, and the calmness he showed on the ball. Yeah. He, you know, he had one cross in the first half yeah. where you he didn't even look up to see where he was crossing. And I was like, yeah. no, you got to look at least where you're crossing. The ball went out for like a throw in or a, cor- or, yeah. or a goal kick. But I mean, save for that one play, he was lights out. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how someone, when you're around him, yeah. Um, you don't really realize how strong he is. Strong, I mean, yeah. he's got like these traps on him that are massive. <laughs> massive. You don't see that in soccer players very often. They're like big traps. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there was you know a couple plays where his calmness on the ball yeah. and, and even picking up the ball almost as a number six, spinning out, you know, connecting, and good, then yeah. you know to top it off with that assist in the second half. I mean, that's the best ball. Yeah. I told him after the game, that's the best ball you've ever played in your yeah. life. Yeah. And Easily, it's the era of his game we spoke about for so many years. So, can oh, so he improve? Many. And yeah, to and put can that you do it in the playoffs? In the playoffs, yeah. And Jordan continues to be great there. That's a great shout. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. I think Steph was a, is an obvious shout, obviously. Um, yeah, a massive save to, to keep the boys huge in the game. Save, huge yeah. save. And just yeah, didn't face too much up after that. Um, it was everyone was kind of decent around the pitch. It wasn't a vintage performance, but I think this is what this we spoke. This is what the Sounders team are. Yeah. It's not the old team that's going to come out four one and flying and all the tiki taka sort of stuff. It's going to be very hard to beat because they don't can see many goals at all but that's the last point I make on Dallas is I think they scored the same amount of goals as the Sounders both scored 41 not too many and Dallas only conceded five more goals than the Sounders they didn't yeah. concede many goals either that FC Dallas didn't so 
this probably is the series that's going to be more low scoring. Um, do we want to go out on a limb and predict the score for Saturday? We got it right sure. on Monday. Kilo, you go first. God, I think it's going to be 1-1 one, one PKs and we win in PKs. Oof. That's exactly what I was just <laughs> going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually think we go 1-0. 1-0. I, I like Steve's I think, prediction I think we, better. I think, I think we get a goal. I think we, mm-hmm. Years ago, I think, I think you played in a game. We would, um, it's the game we won in Colorado when Jordan scored. Yeah. That kind of game. We just grind it yeah. out and at the get right moment, late. someone yeah. gets the goal. Whether it's Christian, whether it's Ross, that Jordan. Someone will score at, w- at a point. I think we're very good defensively. And I think with Velasco, they lose too much to open yeah. us up in a round of play. Yeah. Um, that play was so weird yeah it just to get acl from that i mean yeah that was bizarre yeah when i looked at it it was like alex was under pressure yeah and then he i don't think he sees velasco there but he's trying to sell the foul and then he kind of dives forward and hits his knee yeah yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So, I have a question. So, yeah. How hard did Albert have to hit that PK for it to go through? Because goalie guessed right, and it still like just blasted past him. I, I just he, from like he, a he physics perspective, he, like yeah, he, that's yeah, what I mean. The yeah. goalie got a touch, yeah. but it, it was just hit so hard. Like, how so hard do you have to hit that? Hard, yes, but also so far in the corner as well. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. key. But you, you got it wide enough. I had so many people ask me that. Yeah, because the keeper so. has to guess for the most part. If you guess right as a keeper and you go early, you have a great chance of saving it. I think See, the taker then you have to really go in the corner. But if you think. About yeah. the physics of mm. the way that the ball bends with a right footer, yeah, and you're gonna shoot it to the left, yeah, you better be sure yeah. that it is perfectly in the corner the because corner. the ball yeah. naturally, as a right footer, is always gonna curl towards the keeper and, and then fade out away. to the post. Yeah, at the end, yeah. If you shoot it to the right, you have margin for error mm-hmm. to curl it around his hand, yeah. And that's why I always went to the right, yeah. except for a couple times where yeah. I saw the keeper go early. When, when, when would you de- when left. would you decide where you're going? I always clinch dribbling gets fouled refs pulls whistle yeah I always go bottom right in my head and then when I set the ball up I put the needle pointing at the bottom right corner now if as you you play as you play you have your peripheral vision Mm. right and so it's a slow run up and then you change your pace hoping that the keeper might move and you can see it and you know both both I think I went three times to my left. Mm. All three times the keeper went to his left. Okay. And so send, send, send the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I got lucky. Maybe my brain saw something that I, I didn't even know subconsciously. Yeah. It wasn't like a conscious thing. Um, the one in Kansas City Open Cup final, mm. I remember Nielsen left the field to go in the locker room to get his sheet of paper yeah. and told him historically where each player was going. So I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's, if, I, if he sees 10 out of 10, I go, yeah. to, the, go to the right in a big cup final is he really going to change it? Mm. Right? I'm going to bank on him going the same direction. And then at the last second, changed my mind and went to, the, went to my left. And wow. he went, I think he went the other way as well. Portland at home here. And yeah. there may have been one more. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Always, always on my mind was you bottom know. right. And if I you know, either hammered at home, there's no way that a keeper is going to get a, a jump yeah. fast enough. And if, if it's in the corner, yeah. anything two, three feet inside of that, these keepers now can save it. They do. Yeah. It's interesting because I've seen even like watching someone like Messi who used to miss so many and now he doesn't miss anymore. In the World Cup, I think he scored like four or five penalties. He actually, if you watch his run up, he doesn't. He watches the keeper the whole yeah. time now. He no longer looks at the ball. He just yeah. slowly walks. It's like Joseph Martinez yeah, he's too. He's watching the keeper to the last minute. And yeah. wherever you go, he's going the other way. I couldn't do that personally, yeah. but he literally does not look at the ball. He would jog to the ball with his eyes on the keeper, just waiting to see where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And the last minute, he'll pick. And Martinez is that little jump skip thing he used to do as well. Um, so I don't know. Penalties, is a, it's, a, it's a psychological battle, man. It's a really, yeah. I mean, and the amount you took to not missing that sense I mean it's and then you said you went to Africa and missed one right away yeah that's the other one I missed that's right small goal where did you go right 
Uh, yeah, I went right to <laughs> send it wide out to the fucking lions. Fucking Everyone lions. should look up. Steve has the worst, the best worst. PK that, that ever. It, and it, he, it scored and oh, whatever, man. but like, look it up. Look up Steve Zagalani so PK, guys. Yeah, it's hilarious. So <laughs> one, one of my, one of the parents from yeah. the, the high school team sent me an article about, um, England's masterful execution of the shootout. Mm. Um, the preparation method, execution, yeah. all really interesting. There's a there's a PDF on it. It's in the athletic. Okay. Uh, he sent it out. So um, it's actually a really interesting article if anyone wants to know yeah. a bit more about penalty kicks. Uh, it's England shootout secrets from the athletic. Uh, he downloaded it in a PDF for me. Yeah. But you might it might be a yeah, paywall it's, 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 there. It's a, yeah, I was for penalties for me. It's, it's such a psychological thing. I, I don't know what you can compare a shootout to in sports. They've talked about free throws. I don't think it's the same at all. Um, yeah. That walk from the halfway line to the penalty spot is the longest walk. The goal seems to get more narrow the closer you get. I mean, it, it is one of the. The only most, thing I can yeah. think of is bottom of the ninth, two outs, mm. pitcher versus batter. Okay, yeah. that's the only okay. equip, but it's Similar, still not yeah. quite right. Still it's not a lot quite of pressure. the same. And some people seem to not feel it. I don't know. It's just it's it's yeah. It's I mean, and it's crazy. Sometimes I've taken really good penalties and missed, mm-hmm. and then I did that one in Portland where I scuffed the ball completely and it goes under the goalkeeper and it counts. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. It's and I was not a good there, penalty taker. But so yeah. some of the big points of this are mm. common control before the shootout. Yeah. Pretty obvious, but you know they they all huddle up and, yeah. and take a moment. Um, taking their time there's it's actually a pretty interesting so the time mm. between the whistle and the penalty kick taken from all five shooters um yeah. the first one was six seconds so the the whistle's blown right. oftentimes you see people whistles blown okay i start my run up right, right? Away, yeah. so six seconds on the first one almost seven seconds wow. so really whistle blows one yeah. two That's a long time. three yeah. Yeah. four five six seven then, then i start yeah. my shot three seconds three and a quarter the fourth PK taker was 2.41, and then the last one of 5.75. The important thing to tell the players was that they were purely in control and, and laser-focused. Mm. Uh, mind games and body language. Yeah. So they, England, when they all came as a group together, they all started slowly shifting towards the center of the pitch. Right. Normally, you're on the other sides, yeah. and slowly they all started moving wow. arm in arm to the middle of the pitch. Right. Wow. Body language, space, con- yeah. control. Yeah. Wow. Take the space. Yeah. Show that you're dominating their kind of area. Right. Little little mind games in that one. Um, yeah. And then there's yeah, just uh, they're talking about run ups and and pretty much everything. But a really yeah. interesting article yeah, if anyone is, is uh, I mean, interested in at PKs. some point. We're Seriously, see someone it, yeah. getting a PhD in anthropology needs to do a paper on that. Really, that's a fantastic. Honestly, really like that's cool. Yeah, really fascinating. That's Especially crazy. The one that, yeah, I, remember in, in, I remember being in the World Cup final in Qatar. And it went to penalties and being as nervous as a player. I was just like, I can't imagine. Like, the yeah. whole world is watching. And then yeah. just how calm Mbappé was, how calm Messi was. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. We're going to see penalties this weekend, I think, or over the next round. Someone's going to draw. Yeah. It's MLS. So we'll see at least, I think, two, maybe three of the games um, go to penalties. Hopefully not the Sounders. We've predicted the Sounders will win. Um, broadcast info, Keely? Yes, we are on the iHeart app, so it is a stream. We are also on Sirius XM channel 157. Sirius XM FC channel 157. Apple TV. Uh, behind the paywall for this one, but it, we, it will be definitely worth tuning into, especially yeah. because we've all predicted that the Sounders will advance, and you don't want to miss that. Sounders in Frisco against Dallas, a chance to win and then get a really big break, um, really big break um, before. Otherwise, it'll be um, game three, um, which will be here, I think, on the Friday, but 
attention. November you know, 10th, but Friday. just forget that date. Yeah. Everyone just forget it. <laughs> Let's just take care of business. Okay. And we'll be back, of course, you know, um, win, as I say, win, lose, or draw. Win or lose, because um, it has to go. And there's no extra time, right? Nope. Straight to penalties. Right? Nope. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's what they do in the, the, the league that defines the, plays in. Where yeah. no games are tied, you go to penalties like the MLS to whatever USL. I don't know what it's called yeah. now. Where the, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No there, game is a tie. Yeah, there so. is. Um, le- I want to talk about this real quick. Yeah. but yeah. I think in MLS next. Uh-huh. Yeah, MLS next. Probably. They've implemented some interesting new rules yeah. throughout yeah. the season. That's one of them. Yeah, and there's also a rule where they're talking about you have. 10 seconds to make your sub to get off the field. Oh, wow. If you don't, the player off the field has to wait a minute before they can come on the field. And then there's also some, if an injury is on the field and you're not actually, like if you actually need treatment, okay, head injury, da-da-da, someone does their knee, trainer has to come on the field. But if it's one where you're rolling around asking for the foul and you stay on the ground longer than, I don't know what it is, like 15 seconds, you have to come off and sit for three minutes. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. And so it is yeah. decreasing the time of the the time wasting yeah. in the game, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. never thought about. But Absolutely. it's actually kind of interesting. Wow. So there's a penalty for you know yeah. simulation or time wasting while you're on the ground. Um, kind of interesting, and, and we can That's, dive into yeah, that more more next week. Yeah, but some possible new rules yeah. coming coming into the fold that they've implemented in MLS Next. Um, yeah, c- yeah kind of interesting. Wow. Yeah, really yeah. cool, really cool. And the penalty one, yeah, I know that one, that no game ends in a tie. They go straight to penalties and then give it to one or the other, which we might see in MLS this weekend. But we'll be back um, next week um, for the podcast after the Sounders um, playing Frisco and then potentially a game three, hopefully not. But we'll be back regardless. This has been Side by Side. Wherever you get your podcast, like, comment, subscribe. We'll be back next week.